Huh? Oh, man's head should be covered. Or a woman's head should be covered. <laughs> yeah. Amen. God is good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. A couple of announcements. Next week, we're having... After church, we're having lunch for Christmas Eve because there's not going to be a Christmas Eve service, but there's going to be a service Sunday morning. But after that, we're going to have a lunch, a brunch, a lunch, or whatever. We're going to have food. Food is good. Amen? Just so you guys are know. And you can meet, meet uh, Miss Julie over here for directions. She will give you all kinds of directions. If you guys want to bring something well, or whatever, whatever you want to do. Bring a dessert, she said. Julia! Julia! You're being called upon. <laughs> we'll have soup sandwiches, prime rib, lobster tails. And cheese. No, cheese poops, cheese puffs, cheese puffs, Cheetos, Cheetos. All right, so Father, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, that you're large and in charge. And we pray, Father God, for your blessings over this service. And Lord God, in Jesus' name, and we're going to take up an offering, amen? So come on down, Grace. God is large and in charge. There's my fireplace. I'm feeling warmer already. It is warmer in here today than last week. Heaters working. Heaters are working. And you know what's a miracle? The back heater kicked on this morning, the valve. I checked it, and it was pumping water through the line. So I was like, hallelujah, praise God for that. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you for this tithe and offering that you're bringing into this house. I thank you for all your blessings. I thank you for those that are here. I thank you for those that are faithfully giving. Lord God, Lord, I pray that you would bless them abundantly. Lord God, bless them abundantly in this time and age, in this day. And Lord God, bless the work of their hands. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Okay. <clears throat> I'll put my glasses on. If you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Matthew chapter 2. So you're prepared and ready. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1. We're going to read probably 1 through 12. I've always often wondered this time of year. You know, I've wondered this time of year often. Let's see, how many times can I say that? I've often wondered many times this time of year. And how come that the scholars of the day did not recognize the times of the day of Jesus' coming? It always amazed me that all these Pharisees and Sadducees and rulers of that day of Jesus' birth did not recognize the time. They knew the prophecies, you know, they knew the prophecies. But they didn't know the times. And then it always amazed me that only three men, do you know who the three men were? 
the wise men, the wise men, the three men, the wise men, were the only ones that recognized the signs, the signs of the times. And that's the title of my sermon, Recognizing the Signs of the Times. <clears throat> well, the Pharisees and Sadducees weren't, they, but they knew the scriptures, but they didn't know the times. I want to read to you Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was deeply disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. So he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people and asked them where the Messiah would be born. And all the chief priests and scribes in Israel said, well, it's in the prophecies. Julie's been looking over my shoulder again this morning when she was talking about the prophecies of Jesus because I've got a lot of them to share with you today. And it says that, And you, Bethlehem, verse 6, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly summoned the wise men and asked them, The exact time the star appeared, and then he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. When you, when you find him, report back to me so that I too can go and worship him. And after hearing the king, they went on their way, and there was the star they had seen at its rising. It led them until it came and stopped above the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their own country by another route. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie, The Three Wise Men. I believe it's called The Three. Is it The Nativity or The Three Wise Men? The Nativity was The Three Wise Men. If you have not watched it, you should put it on your Christmas list of movies to watch. Forget about Die Hard. All right, just forget about it. It's not the number one movie out there. All right, but you should, for Christmas, you know, there's two movies you should watch. The Nativity, no, uh, Christmas Carol, you can watch that one too, there's a couple of them, but Elf is another one, you should watch Elf, Elf is hilarious, Will Ferrell is hilarious in Elf, but anyways, watch it, because of the emotions of the three wise men when they saw Jesus laying in a manger, the baby, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. They knew who he was. 
They didn't even, you know, they knew more than, than who he was. They were watching. They recognized the signs. They were watching. They were looking for him. They knew things at that time, at that day, and that age, that there had to be a change, and they were looking for signs, signs from heaven. And God sent them a sign, and these three men were the only ones in the whole world that recognized it, that we know of, that were written in this book. It even said all of Jerusalem and the king were amazed and were caught shocked about it. But these three men were watching and looking at the signs. What's amazing about the Bible that I love that helped me build in my faith as a Christian, as a man of God, was all of the prophecies, like what Julie mentioned. It's the prophecies. We know the Bible is true because of all the prophecies. There are tons of prophecies that have been fulfilled in our, in our time, in our age, in our day. But in Isaiah chapter 7, and this was written hundreds if not thousands of years before Jesus was born. It said, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. This is a prophecy that was fulfilled. This is what makes the Bible the infallible word of God. This is what validates the Bible. This is what validates why we read and believe the Bible is because of all of the prophecies. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. That was a prophecy fulfilled when Mary became pregnant with baby Jesus. She was a virgin. Micah chapter 5 verse 2. This is another prophecy, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, Ephrata, I think I pronounced that right, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For... Unto us a child is born. We'll get there. For to us a child is born. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. There you go. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will, called, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. These are all prophecies of Jesus. All prophecies of Jesus. All prophecies of Jesus' birth. In Numbers chapter 11, verses 1. It says this, Now the people complain about their hardships in the hearing of the Lord. No, that's not the one. 
What, uh, oh gosh, I have the wrong, I have the wrong one down here. But it says, I see him in numbers. I see him. I see him. I see the one. I see his star coming over Bethlehem. That's what it says in numbers. It was a prophecy of the Messiah, prophecy of the coming Savior of the world. Amen? All these prophecies of Jesus' birth, and only three men recognize the times. All of them. Now in the Bible, baptism is mentioned 52 times. Repentance is mentioned 89 times. But the second coming of Christ in the Old Testament alone has been mentioned 1,500 times. In the New Testament, 300 times. The coming of Christ. My question is to you, are we recognizing the times? Are we recognizing the times? The coming of Jesus has been prophesied over 1,800 times the second coming of Jesus from the Bible. Now, this word has not changed since the day it was penned. Now, people will argue with me on that, but the fact is, this word has not changed. It's the infallible word of God. I was talking with an uh, individual yesterday, an employee of ours. I was talking about the validity of the Bible and how even when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls that were over 2,000 years old, they were still word for word for word of what the Bible said. Of all of the books that they found in the Bible. They did not change. The words did not change. The Bible is the infallible word of God. It will not fail you. All of the prophecies that were spoken of Jesus coming, his first coming, came to pass. All of the comings of Jesus' second, all of the prophecies of Jesus' second coming will come to pass, if not have begun already. We need to recognize the times. My job for you, to you, is that you recognize these times and that you are ready for these times, for you, for me, for my household, and for my family, for my friends and loved ones, that we recognize the times and that we are prepared and that we do not get caught off guard. That is one of my jobs. <clears throat> Many people I've talked with Christian and non-Christian feel like there is something wrong and something going on in the world. That it's just not, it just doesn't feel the same. And they know something's up, but they don't know what that is. Our job is to bring them the light of the truth of the gospel. Bring them the wonderful counselor, the Prince of Peace.
that they can have and we can have peace through these times. Amen? We are supposed to have peace through these times. Jesus is the wonderful counselor, the prince of peace, the everlasting God. He's a mighty warrior. He's a king above all kings. He's the Lord above all lords. There is no other like him. And there is no one that can compare. And the Bible is so amazing that even Jesus tells us and warns us about all these things before they even happen. He even says to us in Matthew to write them down. And he even says to us, look, I have told you these things in advance so that you would not be caught off guard. See, I'm afraid that we're living, and the Bible is just, you know, it's what's amazing about it too is that the Bible even tells us how the world is going to be living in the end days. What it's going to be like. It's going to be like in the days of Noah. And if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 and, uh, through 44. This is, this is, now listen to this. This is Jesus' word, written in red. You know, I had, had a gentleman say to me yesterday, I didn't know what the words in red meant. The words in red in your Bible mean that that is Jesus' saying. That is penned right from Jesus' mouth. The, every word came from Jesus. Jesus spoke those words. And this is Jesus saying to us, No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son of Man, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and it took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. That is how it's going to be at the coming of Jesus' second return. You know, what amazes me is that there are so many teaching out there right now on the end times, right? There are people writing books and selling books. Is this the end? Is the end now? Are we living in the end times? There have been movies written about it, 2012, many movies. I love watching the Left Behind series. There's been all kinds of people profiting on these end times and what's happening throughout the world. All this teaching, there are pastors preaching it, which I'm going to tell you is another fulfillment of prophecy. We know that the end is coming when the pastors or start preaching on the end times, and they start understanding the book of Revelation. But the thing is, are we doing anything about it in our lives? Are we making any changes? Or are we just living like the days of Noah? I hear Noah out there preaching, the flood's coming, the flood's coming. They never even saw what rain, they didn't even know what rain was, because rain never even happened. Can you imagine that? In the days of Noah, not even knowing what rain is, when they're talking about uh, we could be getting flooding today, 
you know. We're talking about one to two inches of rain coming tonight. We know what rain is. We know what flood, floods are. But in Noah's days, they never even saw rain. They had the dew of the morning. It was a dew. It wasn't even a rain. But then God opened up the storehouse of heaven, and he poured out rain like never before, and he opened up the gates of the earth, and water came up from the earth and from above, and it flooded the whole earth and covered the whole earth. And Noah, for 120 years, was preaching repentance to the nation, to all the people around him, until the ark was finally built, until God said, get in and shut it up. Because the floods are coming. Matter of fact, they're going to start tomorrow. But nobody else was saved but Noah's family. And the two-by-two two animals. My concern is that we don't take this as seriously as we should. Because there's signs all around us. There's signs in the heavens and the earth on the star. They were talking about these X classes. It says that you'll see signs in the stars. You'll see signs in the sun and in the moon. Jesus warned us about them. He said, two men will be in the field, one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, one will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day our Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would have not let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect. We need to keep watch. Constantly. Constantly keep watch. And I'm not... We need to keep watch of our own spiritual... Our own spirit man, where we are spiritually. We need to keep watch of ourselves, making sure that we're ready. Amen? We need, to be, we need to be watchmen, watching our own, we talked about it this morning, our own heart. You need to watch your own heart. So that you're ready, so that you won't be deceived. We need to be prepared. The Lord is coming. It's been prophesied 1,800 times it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's in the Word. It's right there written in red. <clears throat> Matthew 24, verses 4 through 8. Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. This is what's happening. We hear wars, rumors of wars. But I'm going to tell you what. We need to keep watch 
of what's going on with Israel. I've warned you, and I've said this before from this pulpit. Israel is the apple of God's eye. It says anybody that curses Israel will be cursed. Anybody that blesses Israel will be blessed. So we need to be praying for the peace of Israel. We need to be, we need to be watching and keeping watch of what's going on over there right now. Nations are rising up against nations. Many nations are rising up against Israel. The United Nations just had a, they were going to have a vote if it wasn't for the United States getting in there and not agreeing with them. It was like 130-some votes against, seven. I think there's 154 nations in the UN or something like that. But like the majority of the UN was condemning Israel and what was happening. And even a man from Turkey got up on the podium and condemned or cursed Israel basically and had a heart attack at the podium. And he died. Okay? So I'm going to tell you, you have to watch your tongue and do not curse Israel. Okay? Warning you. It will not come out well for you at the end. And I'm not saying that that happens to everybody, but I'm just saying that did happen. And it happened right on national TV. I mean, they had it recorded. You could probably look it up and find it. But we need to be careful. We need to look. These are all signs that Jesus, this is what Jesus said to us that are happening in the world today that we need to be aware of. Matthew chapter 20, um, 24, verse 29 through 31. So we know of wars and rumors of wars, right? That's happening right now. And it says, immediately after the stress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Last week, my grandson showed me a picture of a dark spot on the moon. A large, huge dark spot, uh, not on the moon, but on the sun. Right? There's things going on with our sun right now that are not normal. It's, can we go back? There you go. Will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. So that's something we could be watching. Stars falling from the skies, heavenly bodies being shaken. At that time, the, son of, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. Why are they going to mourn, right, when they see Jesus coming? You know why they're going to mourn? Because they didn't take heed and recognize the signs ahead of time, and they didn't turn to Christ. These nations did not turn to Christ, and it'll be too late for them. It'll be too late. That's why we read the Word. That's why we get prepared. That's why we look at these warning signs, and we prepare our house. We prepare our hearts to meet God. That's why every day, you know, we get up, and we're like, Jesus can come every day, any day now. And we be prepared for it. Because then we don't want to be worrying that, hey, my granddaughter's up at college in Cortland. Or we're at work. Or I'm off at an estimate. It's not going to matter where we are because we know in our heart that our family is ready to meet God. And that we're going to be reunited with them in the heavens. That we don't have to worry about their salvation or their lives. Or how they're living. 
And I'm going to tell you, that's a big burden for a lot of people. If you love your family, it's a big burden for them. You want every one of them saved. You want every one of them to be with you in heaven. I pray, I pray, Lord, if I want them all to go. If they don't go, leave me. Leave me to stay back to help them, to get through this tribulation time. Because the tribulation is not going to be a fun place to be in. It will not be easy. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the earth, from one end of the heavens to the other. You hear that? That's the rapture. That's the rapture. When you hear that trumpet call, look up your redemption, draw nigh, because Jesus is sending his angels out to scoop you up and to bring you up with him. Luke 21, verse 25 through 28. It says, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the seas. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. I used to love watching Jack Van Impey, him and Roxella. <laughs> because at the end, that's what he would do. He would give out his salvation call to all those that aren't saved. And he would send, he would quote that scripture. When you see all these things happening, lift your heads up for your redemption is drawing near. Lift your heads up and praise God. Because your redemption is drawing near. And all of these things are happening right before us. They're all happening right now. It's, it's happening cumulatively. How do you say that? Cumulatively? It's all happening at once. Right? It's all happening at once. Rumors of wars, all the shaking, volcanoes, you know, tsunamis, earthquakes. I never knew what a tsunami was until I saw the tsunami they had in Sri Lanka. Then they had the one in Japan. I never heard of tsunamis before in the news. You know, I witnessed Mount St. Helens erupt. There's many other volcanoes starting to erupt. Iceland's waking up. There's a large volcano there in uh, Iceland. All these things are happening at once. Wars all over the world and stuff. What I'm saying is that we need to be ready because Jesus is coming. He's coming soon. His second coming is soon. And we need to be prepared and ready. We need to be looking and recognizing the signs. We need to be like the strong man, right, who's prepared, who's prepared his family. So when the devil comes deceiving, he's not going to be deceived. He's not going to be caught off guard. He's not going to be caught sleeping. 
He's going to be prepared and ready, and his family's going to be prepared and ready, and he's going to be able to withstand those fight, those taunts of the devil. Amen? Amen? That's how we need to be. We need to be prepared, ready. Be looking at these signs and, and, and observing them and watching them. And at the same time, not being fretful, but at the same time, having peace because we know that in our hearts, we're ready to meet God. And no matter what happens to this world, we didn't make this world our home because heaven's our home. We made the kingdom of heaven our home. And our family's going to be there, and we're all going to be with them in heaven. Amen? That's the goal. He's the Prince of Peace. We can have peace throughout anything. Amen? Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. But we'll be ready. Ready in our hearts and our families. That's the most important thing we can do. That is the most important thing we can do. You know what your mission is? To be ready. It's the most important thing you can do. Amen? Amen. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you for this day. I pray, Father, for your second coming, that we would be like the wise men who recognized your first coming, and then they did something. They went out and they sought you, Lord. They went out looking for you. They went out bringing treasures and gifts to give to you. Lord God, Lord, I pray that we would be like those wise men, those three wise men, Lord God, looking for you, looking for your second coming, waiting and anticipating you coming on the clouds in power and in glory. And I pray this, Lord God, I pray that you would help us to prepare our people here. And Lord God, I pray that each one of us would be prepared in our hearts to meet you. Lord God, that our families would be prepared to meet you, Lord God, in the clouds. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.